Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. This is a good time to record then. All right. (laughs) And we're live in the studio in Christine's kitchen. Um, Welcome to episode 19 of And That's Why We Drink. 18. I just accidentally called it 19. Oh, no, it's 19. It's 19. (laughs) Christine, goddammit. You would think 20 episodes, and we'll, we'll like, maybe we'll know what's going on. Um, Okay, welcome to 18 or 19. Just one of them. Um, We have our first guest on the show, which is uh, my best friend since we were six years old. Oh, my God. Her name is Deirdre. We're so excited. And do you want to say hello, Deirdre? Hello, Deirdre. Hello. There you go. (laughs) There she is. Uh, We're also all learning today because we've never used three people in a two-person equipment uh, audio system, so... It's going to be interesting. Christine and I are going to get very close sharing one microphone. Ooh. And we're going to Saucy. let our guest professionally have one microphone. It'll on her be own. like um, Lady and the Tramp. So before we go anywhere, I do have, I have two announcements. Okay. One, well, actually, hang on, elevator music. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, because it's our 19th episode. Uh huh. Kirk, who <gasps> has done our logo. Kirk is our idol by the way he listens to every single one of our episodes religiously god found something for you what and i've had this since episode 15 <gasps> and wanted me to give it to you for on, me? Our, on our 19th episode so Kirk. close your eyes okay your eyes. oh my god i'm sweating it's heavy i'm sweating okay <gasps> Yay! so you already have an alcohol ah! in front of okay <laughs> you already have alcohol in front of you, but I'm sure that's going to be gone very soon. Oh my God. Kirk got me the 19 crimes wine that we always talk about. And never get sponsored by. And never get sponsored so. by and that I'm too cheap to buy. And it's 19 crimes for our 19th episode. So apparently 19 crimes is a wine bottle that it's like a wine company. Yeah. That every different type of wine has a different label of a different criminal and then at the, on the back they have their mugshot and like explain what they did so that's one that's one thing uh-huh wait there's more 
So as you guys know, in like the last million fucking episodes, it's my birthday today. <laughs> yeah, let's t- let's take a moment to remind everyone. <laughs> so um, Deirdre got me a birthday present, but it was so good that you're going to fucking love it. So I want you to have the same experience I did. Okay, Deirdre says it's a present for Christine. Yeah, thanks, Deirdre. Deirdre will, Deirdre will be on the mic pretty soon, but I needed to steal the moment just so everyone can experience this. So close your eyes. Okay. You're going to lose your fucking mind, Christine. Oh, um, you're making me so nervous. You're going to lose your fucking mind. Okay, I'm sweating. Go. Ah! Holy shit! Isn't that the coolest thing in the world? Did you make this? Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I don't have... I, I, I know. For people who don't... I <laughs> who are not here. English has escaped me. Continue. Explain. Was it a cross stitch? That was fun? Yeah. Deirdre did a cross stitch of me and Christine with, with... It's like a whole scene of And That's Why We Drink as a cross stitch. And she's got me with a hat and a milkshake. Christine's got her hearty glass of wine filled to the brim. And there's ghosts and bloody knives. Oh my god, I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. We'll take a picture and post it. I, Christine, all day... Oh my god! We saw each other yesterday, and it took everything in me to not tell you. How did you not? I would it have, was so hard. I would have lost my mind. I, you're doing it right now. I'm, my armpits are sweating. <laughs> I'm literally sweating through my shirt. I might have to change. Okay, well, anyway, there's... Dude, Kirk and Deidre are now my new favorite people in the world. There you go. Sorry. It's, it's been done. To everyone else. So anyway, those were my two announcements. I don't want to let go of it, though. Okay, you can hang on to it. You can have it. I'm well, just... no, you can't have it. But you can, like, hang on to it. <laughs> Can I just have a photo of it so that yeah, I can make well, it? Yeah, we have f- to post it for people to see. My phone background. Well, also, I told Deirdre, I was like, I don't think you know this about Christine, but she does cross-stitching. Do, so yeah. you basically gave know. you gave us the greatest gift. This is like... I, so there you go. And now I like you even more because I'm like, you cross-stitched too. Yeah, yeah. My, my best friend in LA and my best friend in Virginia are meeting, by the way, as of yesterday. So this is their second time hanging out. And exchanging cross-stitch. Mine just says fuck 2016 right now, but... <laughs> But this one is like a new level. So there you go. I'm like sweating. Uh, thank you, Kirk. And thank you, Deirdre. And it's not even my birthday, but I'm just so emotional. It's your birthday tomorrow. It is in like six hours. Or yeah. Four and hours. in a while, we'll probably still be here recording. I guarantee you we'll still be recording in four hours. <laughs> so those are my two announcements. Kirk, thank you for so much for the wine. That is amazing. What, are, 19 what are your announcements? Well, now I'm just all... Get your shit together. Discombobulated, guys. I'm sweating. Okay. Um... I do want to say that uh, someone named Paul Davies on Facebook wrote in and just said, here, I thought you'd enjoy this. And it <laughs> it's a joke. Okay. I like okay. jokes. I like jokes. Are you ready? Is it a good joke? Yeah. Why don't people tell many jokes about the Reverend Jim Jones? Because the punchline is too long. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Come on. That's a good one. That's rough. <laughs> All right, good. I hope he's a dad. It's I a hope good he one. says that to humiliate his kids. <laughs> um, and then, okay, so thank you, Paul. That was really funny. Um, short and sweet. Uh, also, Ethan wrote an email. Okay. And he said, just want to share this little tidbit. It's not paranormal, but my friends seem to think it was a crime. M talked about how she said fucking four out loud to a Starbucks barista. Hmm. Yes, uh, regarding the number of chocolate shots she wanted, mm-hmm. this reminded me of the time I told a Chipotle barista, barista, I was one of those, and I don't even know what it's called. Oh, well, okay. The Chipotle employee out loud to, quote, mess me up with corn. I can tell you the stares I got were the stuff of legend. Ya boy just wanted some corn. 
Fun fact, I worked at Chipotle just to learn the recipe for the corn and then I quit. Oh, well, oh so my God. I'm on so I'm you so. You and Ethan are the same person. Ethan and then I wrote back, me. oh man, this is scarier than any crime story we've ever received. <laughs> and he wrote, ouch, AF. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, Ethan, for being one of us. And so I think that's all I got to tell you today. I just, a little fun facts. That's a good fun fact. Oh, wait, there might be one more. I'm sorry. They're all like. On the email. We have so many fans. Wow, we're so unlucky. God, there's so many people that want to talk to us. It's like, God, why don't they like, leave us Like, why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah, why? I don't know. Okay, where is it? Oh! Oh my God, yeah, it's about the shoes. The discombobulated feet. What Discombob- the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm having another stroke. Hang on. <laughs> Let me regain my composure. Okay. Um, the feet. Remember you had such a problem with the disembodied feet. Oh, yes, yes, The yes. boot, the foot and the right. boot. Oh, oh, yeah, I had a really big issue with that. She had a really big I issue. I still am not really over it, to be honest. Okay, well, here you go. Uh, I've been binge listening to your podcast. I'm almost caught up. Um, it's full of, it's funny and full of friendship and creepy as fuck. Okay, that's good. That's the goal. That's, that's, the what goal. We, that's what we do. That's why we're here. Um, the reason I'm dropping you this note is about lost feet and shoes. You know, the sad episode about the two European college girls who go volunteering and get lost in the jungle and one of their feet is discovered still in a shoe. Right. And then M had a thing, parentheses, conniption. A thing is a, is a good word <laughs> and a conniption's a better word. About how a foot can just become detached from a body. So here you go. For a number of years, feet and shoes have been washing up along the Pacific Northwest coast and being randomly discovered by people taking walks on the beach. From 2007 to 2016, 12 human feet washed up on the shores of British Columbia. That's six people. And a few more in Washington State. Is it six people or is it 12 individual just, one-footed just people found, now? They've just found, found random feet. So That's what happens terrible. is... The feet that have been discovered are not severed. They are disarticulated. And with the advent of air shoes, such as Nike Air, Reebok Pump, and other sneakers like that, they become more buoyant. So over time, when they get disconnected from the body, they float to the surface and are pushed by the shore, uh, pushed to the shore by currents. So they're not severed there. And then she says, so hopefully that helps answer Em's question and puts her mind at rest about the feet. Did she research that just for me? Because that's probably the nicest thing that's ever happened. It's still creepy, but get, but then again, that's why we drink. Um, and I am positive there's some guy in my IT department right now wondering, what the fuck is she looking for online? She Googled, <laughs> Okay, so she did research it for and me. And <laughs> that's why we drink and Pacific Northwest feet issues. <laughs> good. All Sounds right. like a good time on the Stay internet. Stay thirsty, ladies. All right. Thank you, Nicole. Awesome. So I just, I, I know that this has been weighing on your mind for many weeks. It actually, it's never left my mind since we started talking about it. So, so I feel like maybe we we can put it to rest. Maybe. Yeah. The door's closed on that now. Uh, all right. What is that? That's all announcements. I'm drinking gin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm drinking Coke. Deirdre, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm not drinking a milkshake, by the way, guys. I drank it on the way here and I, I was, I had no control. So I'm, I'm not, not drinking a Coke. I'm not drinking wine because I had a psychic feeling that Kirk was going to give me a bottle of wine. Okay. Well, you were right. Deirdre, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a screwdriver. <laughs> oh yeah. She's the fanciest one here. Deirdre's no. team wine. Can you tell? I know. Thank God. That was my next question. What team are you on? Team wine. Yeah. It's definitely team wine. <laughs> Woo! I just needed to hear it out of her 20 mouth. 20 years of friendship means nothing. <laughs> She throws it all away. I know. So, um, are we, is this how we're talking now? Is this what we're doing? It's, it's, it's really, very romantic. Is it it? <laughs> it's really sweet. Is it interesting for you to watch? I'm really enjoying it myself. Can you get a picture of it for our fans? Mm-hmm. If this is how we end up being for the entire show. I could feel your body heat. It's interesting. Stop being away every time I try to take a photo. I can feel your body heat. You're such a creep. It's special. Okay. It's the exact heat I'm looking for. So we're fine. 
The heat of a woman. <laughs> In the heat. Okay, I'm done. All right. Okay, so are you drinking for any reason today? Oh my god. Yes. I am. I am. I am. I am really an emotional Y'all wreck. are about to be bummed the fuck out. There was a dog. <laughs> was. <laughs> Who was dear to my heart. She did not die, so don't make any assumptions. But she might soon. Oh. <laughs> oh that's still fucking dark. That, I'm presenting this in a terrible way. Okay, right. let me start Maybe start over. from the beginning. All right. What happened was that I was on my neighborhood Facebook group. I wasn't on it. I don't like just sit on my neighborhood <laughs> Facebook group. Okay. But I was on my news feed, and there was a picture of a dog, and this woman who lives near me wrote, I found this dog on the side of the road, um, abandoned, and I called the number on her tag. Her name was Sophie, and she's a German shepherd, and she called the number, and the, parent, the family said, we don't want her anymore. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, and I can't keep her in my apartment, so is anyone able to help? So I was like, Blaze, please, and my brother's out of town. So... I got what I wanted and the dog came. <laughs> so the dog came over today and it made me and I was like oh boy the dog is a lot bigger it was like 90 pound German Shepherd it was old like a senior dog and then the owner go or the woman who found her goes yeah she seems to have like this big like tumor on her back and I'm like oh my gosh and her like she was all matted and like it was just so sad so I tried to take care of her and gave her a bath and everything but I was like it's not gonna work She's too big for the apartment. She's a lot bigger than I thought. And she's like, I can't pay the medical bills. So I had to return her to the woman who found her so she can find her another family. And I just cried. Christine texted me today talking about how she's just an emotional wreck all day. I'm so sad. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a rough time. I miss Sophie already, and she was just Aww. so sad. And she did, and I, the fact that her family just abandoned her. And when they called the daughter, answered the phone and was like, "Yeah, that's my dog. That's Sophie." And then she handed the phone to her mom, and her mom goes, "No, we don't have a dog. We don't. That's not our dog. We don't want her." That's the most fucked up part of this it, entire thing. It, I cried for a long time today, and then that made Blaze cry. So then we were both crying, and Gia was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> And that's why I drink. Why do you guys drink? Why do you drink? Um, yeah, well, I drink because I'm unemployed as fuck right now. Hey, hey! Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you haven't told anyone. You quit your job. Oh, yeah, I quit my job. Oh, <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. They don't know. <laughs> that's why your parents drink. Oops. Surprise! <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> Listen, that was my reason for eight weeks when we started this podcast. Every week I was like, still don't have a job. That's why I drink. It was really easy. Yeah. What's your reason, Em? Um, my reason... Okay, this is another thing that you forgot to mention. But it's definitely the reason why I drink. Okay. Um, so Gio was supposed to get famous this weekend. Oh, shit. <laughs> he had a job offer to be on a show on VH1. He was discovered by a producer. He was producer. discovered. Yeah. By a producer. On by, by one of our friends who helped discover him. Okay, but on Instagram. Right. It's a long, it's a long messy story, but basically it didn't happen. And we were very close to getting him on screen, and I was going to lose my mind Can you imagine it. if Gio was on a... Okay, anyway. Yeah, it was a disappointment. This week, weekend is really turbulent emotionally, and... It honestly would have done a lot for our podcast, so that's all I needed it for. You know what, Em? Yeah? It's your, it's your birthday, so I can't yell at you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So... Instead of me doing a ghost story uh, this week, we're going to have Deirdre do it because you guys have heard me say a lot of times that I've experienced a lot of crazy stuff. 
And Deirdre was pretty much on my side for just about every single one of those experiences. So she's seen a lot of shit, too. And I was like, well, you're you're perfectly qualified to tell a ghost, a ghost story then. So Maybe. I'm going to I'm going to pass it on. You made the cut. Really? You made the cut. So this will be fun because she'll tell a story and then Em and I will share a microphone and we will be we've never done this before where we both reacted to something. It might be we might both gasp at the same time. Can you imagine? Did you see on this? It says hashtag gasp at the end of the cross. What, what happened was that I looked at it and I went <gasps> right as I saw it and I went, oh, my God, this is so meta. So I couldn't even explain it. It says hashtag gasp and hashtag let's crack. It. I can't even handle this right now. It's I'm, so funny, though, too, like when I was doing it, because I I hadn't met you in person and I texted Emily. <laughs> And I was just like randomly. I was just like, "How is Christine short? Is she tall? What does <laughs> she look I'm like?" Than M. <laughs> I look just like that, actually. Per- yeah. yeah, you did pretty well. We did. It, it turned out. Okay. I'm a brunette with a glass of wine. That's really it. I'm like a white girl with a glass of wine. It, <laughs> that's what it boils down to. Anyway, you did a good job. So also, please be um, very understanding that if I sound really far away or if my audio is fucked up, it's because we're I'm playing ping pong with microphones that aren't mine so i'm just kind of hanging out in the background this time she's like the third wheel trying to get attention you know? yeah i'm just kind of shouting out waving my hand in the back of the class so. <laughs> um okay so i'm gonna move over to you okay <clears throat> elevator music okay yeah. so we're gonna start with um your story i don't even know what you wrote about you said the name and i already don't remember. yes so i picked the hilltop house hotel in uh, Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Oh, okay. This is going to be good. <laughs> Wait, so, I've never heard of this. So Yeah, it's it's like a tiny uh, little place, but it's there's actually been quite a few people who've visited, like noteworthy people. Um, and I picked it because I actually stayed there once and <gasps> had a crazy experience. No so, way! Yeah, oh, yeah. shit! Okay, even okay. better. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's why I really wanted to do it. Um, I was thinking about doing the homestead for a little bit because me and Emily had both both been there but um, yeah we still have differing we, we views on what happened that we, night we'll get into that later <laughs> okay. I mean we'll, we'll crack into it later. oh we'll, yeah we'll crack into that there we go <laughs> okay so also Harper's Ferry is a big thing in our area everyone kind of right. knows it as a haunted spot mm. so I know about it just from living in Virginia but I've never been yeah just like um anybody who grew up in the south probably got a lot of civil war history yes (laughs) so yeah that's actually why we went there um was for class we went there for class i think it wasn't with the school it was like my stepmom's idea of like an enriching trip (laughs) i don't know i don't know what a stepmom whatever it ended up being interesting (laughs) but like harper's ferry is like such a weird little town and it's like literally i think it's like a population of 500 people so tiny yeah it's tiny and super weird it's tiny because i've heard of it have you yeah i think a lot of people have I've heard of it but i didn't know it was so tiny i just assumed it was it's small um but like to give a little bit of background on the hilltop or harper's ferry i guess first sure um so the town is located at the confluence confluence The what? The, like where the potomac and shenandoah rivers meet okay confluence okay. confluence, confluence. Yeah, Confluence. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Bam. Yeah, so it's best known um, for the 1859 raid on the armory by abolitionist John Brown during the Civil War. Uh, That guy. I remember learning about that. Yes, John Brown. And he was, he ended up, he was not, it was not successful. And then they hung him. Uh, uh, Yeah, they hung him in Harper's Ferry. Okay, so So, that was like, was that one of the first deaths, you think? Um, you don't have pro- to know. It's, just... it's one of many. So th- that's the other thing about because 
it was located where the two rivers met. It was a great, like a really strategic place for um, people to be during gotcha. the Civil War. Um, and because of that, it changed hands eight times during the Civil War. Oh, my God. So just okay, get, so yeah. a lot of shit happened yeah, there. Yeah, lots of, there's a ton, a ton of deaths. Oh, um, God. Yes. And then later on, um, Harper's Ferry became very, like, bougie and popular. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no. Like, that took after a sharp this, left turn. <laughs> but that's because besides it being... Um, on the two rivers, it also is. It also had the B and O railroad going through it, <gasps> the Baltimore and Ohio railroad. Oh, that's in, <laughs> that's in Monopoly. Okay, okay. Oh, the well, B, there you go. You buy the B and O railroad property. I just okay. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I just, I'm like, very historically like not I, there. I, don't I know didn't what's know going about on. this part either, but apparently, like because it had the railroad going through, everyone from like the DMV, which for people who don't know, Emily thought I was talking about the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. Yeah, no, like the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Okay, to, um, be, on, to be fair, I knew about what? the DMV. I just thought we were talking about a very different conversation. No. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> no. Like D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Yeah, so all the like area. really wealthy people would go, ended up coming to Harper's Ferry to like vacation and honeymoon. Like Ooh. it was a really big honeymoon Aww. place for whatever reason. Um, so... There's a quote from the newspaper, and this is during, like, the early 20th century, because that's when it became really popular. Um, and the mayor said, quote, society people came from the city for the whole summer or for a week or two during the racing season over at Charlestown. At Hilltop House, guests included bank presidents, businessmen, and real high society. I want to, like, jump off a bridge. <laughs> I wrote that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, like, it's so weird, though, to go back now and... You wrote that about me. Yeah. yeah. Exactly <laughs> it. High society. Deirdre Ghost yeah. wrote it. During racing season. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the hotel itself um, is situated on, it's literally on a cliff. And Good. It, what? what? It is built on the side of a cliff and it overlooks the, I think it's the Shenandoah River. Um, and like, I've been there. So the restaurant, like it hangs off the cliff. Oh, oh it's scary. Fuck? It's scary. I'm not was, into that. Are you serious? Creepy. I'm dead serious. Have you been to the restaurant? Yes. Yes. Do you feel safe, safe eating? I did not feel safe. <laughs> feel safe I will eating. tell you because you're literally hanging over this cliff and it's an old, this is an old ass hotel. Um, and what year was this hotel built? Yeah. So it was built in 1888. All fuck right. Emma, chill I'm, the fuck um, out. <laughs> she's going to tell you in two seconds. It's, and it's actually pretty interesting. Um, it was built by Thomas S. Lovett. Um, who was a local man, and he was of African-American descent. Interesting. Yeah. So, In 1888? Um, yeah. Isn't Jesus. that? It's impressive. Wow. Yeah. And the reason he ended up wanting to do it in Harper's Ferry was because of the John Brown's raid. Oh. It's like this very important okay. place. That's so interesting. Um, African-American culture. Wow. So originally the hotel had 65 guest rooms, and then it um, obviously you could see both the rivers from it, and you could also had views of three different states. Holy of shit. Virginia. Yeah, because it's, it's like right... That's prime realty today. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You, you can, can see, see Virginia. the DMV from you can the... See you, can see, you can see Russia from the house. You can see Ohio, actually. Too, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Anyway. Sarah Palin, talk about high society, am I right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Keep going. She'd probably like this hotel. Um, <laughs> I'm sure she would. So, the hotel burned down in 1912, and then they rebuilt it, and it burned down again in 1917. Sounds like a lucky 1918. house. Yeah. And then they built it again. And, <laughs> and then it, it fell off a cliff. Um, and then... Th this time... Well... Anyway, okay, so they built it, and uh, then, <laughs> then what? this time they added a couple rooms on, so there are 72 rooms now. Just a um, couple. 
And the structure that there's that's there today is pretty much exactly that building from 1918 or whatever. Oh it was shit! Built. So it hasn't changed. Wow. Um, oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's literally uh, as as of next year, I'll be 100 mm-hmm. years old. It's pretty. Yeah, oh it's pretty god. old. Believe me. Em's really good at math. <laughs> I literally, it's the only math I'm good at is Got subtracting is by 100. one. <laughs> subtracting by one. Yeah. So the hotel was visited just to give you an idea of like who was coming here, and, like how big of a deal it was back in its time. Um, there was Mark Twain, mm. Pearl S. Buck, Alexander Graham Bell, and then seven different presidents. And that's just like oh. a seven presidents. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, it was were the they, place they all... to be, guys. <laughs> do you know which? What do you know? Were they like all the Virginia presidents? Because mm. a lot of presidents are from Virginia. Like honestly, and Ohio. the only one I'm thinking. Of. I think Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson visited. I think Bill Clinton visited. Oh. I don't know. Probably right. Virginia ones. I would assume Virginia. Well, can you ones, see Arkansas from there? Because then that would that would make sense. Yeah. Maybe you can Maybe see the hot can. springs see from the Shenandoah. <laughs> no. Oh Lord, guys. Oh. Okay, so that was the history I had on it. Good and history. uh yes, we're gonna go right into the ghosts. Let's crack into it. Okay, yeah. First so I, I wrote my notes by hand, so they're a little disorganized, but like Perfect. while I was doing we it We wouldn't have it any other way, believe me. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna I'm gonna go back to one particular room which appears to be the most haunted, and that's room sixty six. Of course of it course. is sixty six, yes. So, um, the first thing I wrote is, employees have experienced a lot of activity. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Um, Okay, so one night manager reported um, the sound of furniture being thrown around in the dining room beginning at 2 a.m. In this particular experience, every time he heard the furniture scraping, he'd go in and check, and then there's, like, nothing there. So he'd just go back to his desk. Nothing's moved at all? Nothing's moved. Like, everything's fine. Um, But he keeps hearing and going back in to check. And then eventually at 4.30... I think he he was supposed to get off at like five or six. Um, he went into the the waitress pantry. I don't know to make coffee. Oh, the, wa- the waitress pantry. Yes, yeah, so let me go into the waitress pantry. Yes, yeah. yeah, we all have yes. one. And when he turned around to leave, there's a figure of a man, and it's very specific details. He said he was about six feet tall, red wavy shoulder length hair, full beard and mustache, gray suit and black boots, and he was blocking the doorway. But he said that he did have a kind face. So. Was it like Richard Simmons? What the fuck? <laughs> no. Like, so uh, the other thing about this hotel is that they get reports of um, Civil War soldiers oh, all the time. That sounds like a Civil War so, uniform. With yeah. Gray oh, suit. Oh, the gray yeah, suit. Yeah, the gray oh. suit. So. I was oh. picturing like a business suit. Oh, so. no. I get it now. Sorry. Yeah. No, he's an elitist is in Harper's Ferry. <laughs> yeah. So, and then there's been a ton of guests and employees who've re- reported groups of civil war soldiers like a battalion that walks through the halls and they walk into your room oh <gasps> shit yeah if a battalion walks into my fucking yeah, room there's, there's one where a lady said she was like sleeping and then she woke up and they were coming toward her Holy like charging yeah no no not today i not do not interested. fuck with that if you imagine no. if you were lying down you saw a whole swat of troops just charging at like, you civil war troops with like bayonets do they just do you know if they disappear in front of you yeah she i guess she said like once you turn the light on they just disappeared oh my god that's horrible you have to get out of you have to move from the shock and turn the light on for them to go i just don't understand (laughs) you stay after that i (laughs) i would go home immediately yeah going home um and then calling my therapist (laughs) no thank you Room 66, okay, this is the first one. Um, lots of activity. I'm ready. So the the main ghost in here is supposedly um, a little boy who died in one of the fires. They Aww. said the last fire, yeah. So he can be heard crying in the room. And then there's also a portrait of the young boy, of a boy, like, in the room. And 
it's been said that he cries real tears. Wait, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Serious. Wait, the yeah. picture? Yeah, the like, picture. Tears roll the down picture right. is supposed to cry. Why would they do that? Get that out of there. Yeah, That's I know. fucked up. It's really creepy. Wait, why don't they just like keep a camera on that? That would be pretty cool. I don't know. Like a live I think cam. It used to be investigate. Like there was a lady back in the nineties. And t- if you go like onto YouTube and look for her, um, her name was Shirley Doherty. She used to do like a lot of paranormal investigations there. Right. And I think she might. Did she? Yikes. Well, did you see the painting? I'm sure she has. Like, I'm sure there's videos of her talking about it. Oh um, my God. Cause that's a big one that people report. That's a, and that's, that's, that sounds like it's something that would only happen once, but like a lot of people are talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People will go to, just to see the little not for boy. Me. That's not my room. thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's a report of a maid, um, who was cleaning room 66 she said while she was cleaning the bathtub, she heard a woman's voice behind her, like, very clearly say, ma'am. And then when she turned around, there's no one there. Um, uh. Yeah. And then the same maid, while she, um, I guess after she had been in the room, she was taking laundry down to, where, I guess, the basement where they do the laundry. Um, when she was, like, at the foot of the steps, somebody, sh- something shoved her. Ooh. Yeah, oh, and she no. almost fell down the at stairs. At the foot of the steps? Yeah. So, like, she was gone. That's, like, yeah. poltergeist shit. And, she, like, she was okay, but then when she looked at her, like, in the morning, she had a bruise on her shoulder of a handprint. Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one from 66 is... Um, one woman and her friends in- were investigating the room, and they recorded 15 minutes in there. So they were in there 15 minutes trying to get something. Um, and then they decided they were going to go. And the door just opened up behind them. Oh, and they're fuck like, that. okay, great. So they left. And then later when they were back, like trying to go over what they had recorded, they realized only a minute and a half had recorded. And when oh, they played no. it, yeah. And when they played it, it was just the sound of a pistol shooting, firing. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> what the hell? That's pretty wild. No, no, no. I never get to react to paranormal stories, but this is exactly how it happens. Like, holy shit, that's so cool. Now do you wonder why I gasp all the time? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yowza. Okay, last, or one more. Um, So another night worker, it might have been the same guy, but um, he went to lock the front door one night. um, And when he went to go and try to open it or when he went to go try to the lock he was shoved out the front door and then he tried to get back in it was locked oh yeah it was locked so then he was like out in the parking lot i guess walking around um (laughs) trying to figure out what to do because the moment he's just like wandering around aimlessly i think he's just this old guy like walking around and then he went back up to the front door he's walking back up and then he looked in the window and there was a man wearing an all-white general's uniform standing on the other side just watching him Yeah, and then um, he he waited a little bit and then tried the door again and it opened. And he went back and reviewed the footage and you could, he said that you could see a man pacing in the... <gasps> yeah. No. Yep. Yes. That's awesome, but terrifying. It's pretty I bad. like the part about him just like wandering the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I know. That's my favorite part. That's Christine Especially... after a couple wines. <laughs> Where's my car? I can't find it. <laughs> Especially in, like, a town of 500 people. It's like, who's going to come help you? Yeah. <laughs> Literally There's no nobody. one. <laughs> There's nobody there. And then another thing that's been reported a lot is people waking up in the middle of the night being, like, feeling like somebody is sitting on them and strangling them. Uh, yeah. 
May I ask, did you spend the night here? I spent the night why, here. Why I did, spent the why, night here. Why What's did your you do? exact story? So, yeah, no, no, no. I'm no, gonna, I'm no, gonna tell, no. My question is I'm not that. Tell you. My question is why? Why did you do that? We, I mean, so when <laughs> I went. took her on a field trip. I yeah. don't care. If someone's strangling people in their I sleep. I have no idea. I mean, like, the internet, I mean, I guess the internet was around, but this is like 2000, <laughs> this is 2002, I think. And, like, we the had dial up computers, like, so I wasn't had, really on the internet much. Exactly. Ask Jeeves was my jam. Yeah, Ask Jeeves like we, didn't have a cell we phone. We had that yet. paper clip that talked to you on Microsoft Word. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, how can I we, help we you? Didn't have that. That's all I had. So <laughs> <laughs> it took me a couple of years. So you didn't know people were getting strangled in their sleep. No, seat. no, okay. didn't didn't know that. Just um, gotta confirm. Yeah, I was like in fifth grade, mm. I think. So your stepmom seems like a really a class <laughs> act. Class act. Mm. Yes. Sorry for bumping you in the face. So that's why I saved this last <laughs> ghost, um, because this is the ghost that I experience. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, so um and this one gets reported a lot. So if you have a room that's above the kitchen, um between I think it's the hours between like two and five AM. Please pause. Linda just posted on my timeline I got a notification. Sorry. I, she's the first person to wish me a happy birthday is your mom. Oh god damn it. <laughs> she wish because it's three hours ahead East Coast. So. Oh, yes. It's literally 12.08 oh. right now East Coast. And my mother's the first person to tell you happy birthday. Did Sounds your like mom, I've been replaced. Did, you mom, did your mom wish you happy birthday at 12 o'clock last No, night? she didn't. <laughs> she called me at like 11 oh, Linda. And she said, I hope that you find someone who treats you like Christine does. Yeah. My mother called me today. And the first thing she said was, I want you to marry a woman like Christine. <laughs> Wait, is this real? I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh. This happened today. When I went to Starbucks today mm -hmm. i she called me and she was like first things first i really like christine for what she did for you last weekend and Aww. i need you to find a woman that treats you the way christine treats you well that's quote. true it's true that's true that's true you really you you did so much and then she ended the phone call with <laughs> i need to meet her mother gotta go i'm making jello shots yeah i saw those pictures earlier <laughs> <laughs> Linda is my soulmate. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Linda. Uh, I haven't read your post, but thank you. Anyway, back to the God story. You. Sorry, continue. Um, I just had like a mini meltdown. It's fine. Go on. <laughs> so this, like I said, this is one that gets reported a lot. But if you get a room, like if you stay in a room that's above the kitchen, um, I think both fires originated in the kitchen. Okay. So apparently there are a ton of ghosts down there because... <laughs> They were all murdered in the fire <laughs> or okay. died in the fire. Um, so between the hours of like 2 and 5 a.m., um, you can hear pots and pans banging around. You can hear laughter, um, all kinds of voices, like people talking to each other. Perfect. So, yeah. So when I went and stayed there, and let me just, I have to g explain what this hotel is like. Please do. Because it's, it was supposed to be fancy. This place was fucking creepy and run down. <laughs> so we went in 2002. Um like, you go into the room, and it's literally, like, putt-putt grass. <laughs> Shut up. It's AstroTurf? I'm dead, I'm dead serious. AstroTurf carpet? Yes. That is what was in this room. The I don't know if they were all, like, all very... So, that's great. Oh, um, my God. And then the other thing... So, the room we had... I don't know if all of the rooms were like this. Probably not. But it was, like, one huge room with... I think there were four beds in there. And then there was a tiny little creepy room off the side... <laughs> did your fucking room? Did your just listen. So, 
room shut the fuck up off to the side so when you open it up and the room slants downward there's a little tiny bed in there and apparently you can sleep in there so my family like uh fun fact i snore really badly (laughs) it's true um while we're getting to know each other yeah so um everyone's just like haha you're gonna sleep in there tonight and i was like i'm not fucking sleepy in there and then like the time came to go to sleep and my stepmom was like no you really have to sleep in there (laughs) this is your room harry potter under the literally that's what it was like i know her stepmom and i'll i'll i will confirm this that it absolutely happened how how old were you I was like um, 10? ten. Oh my god! Ten? Yeah. Oh my god! Okay. So I don't know. I was a kid. You're pushing the little corner bed. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So yeah, so I'm in this room by myself, freaking the fuck out because this is already a creepy ass hotel. What did it look um, like in there in that room? It was like literally just. It looked like um, a, a tiny closet like in a like a cabin. Closet? Yeah, it was like a walk-in closet, but like all the all the walls were like wood. Was there a and, door? Yeah, there was a door and it closed. Like that's, even, that's even worse. You in that's there. Even Did they close you in? No, I would not let that. Okay. They, you know what? They might have. The thing is, what happened? <laughs> what happened was I was not cool. Obviously, a ten year old like trapped in this creepy ass little room. So I, I waited. Like I couldn't go to sleep. I was freaking the fuck out. So I waited till everyone fell asleep, and I, then I opened the door and then I went and got in bed with Ian, my brother. Right. And so I couldn't sleep. I was just really scared because the room was creepy and it got super cold. <laughs> and it, this is the middle of summer and there's, this is a, an old hotel. There's no AC. It started getting really cold and I didn't, I started hearing metal banging. What the And fuck? yeah. So I heard a ton of metal banging and I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't know. I was just like, oh, it, it kind of sounded like somebody was throwing rocks against a dumpster. It's like, maybe it's the garbage. I was like, right. is the garbage truck? I mean, like, yeah, you? I was like, it's, it sounded like maybe like, a, you know, garbage trucks are fucking loud, like picking up the trash cans. So I was like, I guess that's what it was. And I wasn't scared, actually, once I came out mm-hmm. into there. I was like, fine. I was like, OK, they're just really loud. And then I woke up in the morning. We went down to the front desk and I was complaining about it to my stepmom. Like, did you hear that noise last night? Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Lady at the front desk was like, ha ah, no, no, those are the ghosts. <laughs> to a 10-year-old? I was like, what? To a fucking 10-year-old who got locked in a like, tiny-ass <laughs> cabin closet. Yeah. I was like, oh, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, if you're in one of those rooms, the ghosts like to rearrange the pots and pans at night because they don't like how we have it set up now. Fuck that. And I was like, oh, cool oh, oh well that's good <laughs> good 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 and uh, so that was my experience there did um, you feel like did you feel like anyone staring at you or anything no and honestly like after i left the tiny room like i wasn't scared at all i was like really peaceful and oh. I, I had like a good experience there but there's obviously a lot of activity and then also when we were there i guess another thing that happens is people like slam like or ghost slam doors and so it was like slam, 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 slam all night. I was so worried you were going to be in that little room and they were going to no. slam the door. No. That's what I thought oh was going to happen no. That's like horror movie status. No, it was okay. We left the next day. But um, the thing about this hotel now is that it's, I think it ended up closing like maybe a year or two after um, we had visited and then it, it fell into like huge disrepair and then a company bought it and was supposed to restore it. But right now, like they haven't done anything. So it's just rotting. Ooh. It's literally just rotting. Oh, shit. And it's been sitting there. People are not happy who live in the town. And, like, a big thing to do is to go investigate. Like, people love to break in there because it's super easy. Sure. And it's really creepy. And they can get a lot of stuff. So Holy crap. Yeah. But they do. They have plans to knock down the building that's standing right now and then rebuild it to the plans that they had from 1918. So just oh. another hotel, though? 
Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And they're going to do it to the same. So it looks exactly that's, the same. That's the plan, but it's been sitting next, next year. It'll be, it'll have been sitting for 10 years after that company bought it and they haven't done anything. Oh. <laughs> so I, who knows what's actually I mean, going to happen. I guess there was the, uh, the recession. So maybe they're yeah ramping back up. I don't yeah. Know. I hope so. It was really maybe cool. It's place. just too fucking haunted. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Em, maybe that's it. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, I mean, that's, I've never been, but that's pretty gnarly. I, yeah. That sounds pretty terrifying. It was definitely, besides the farmhouse, I had a farmhouse experience. That was the most, like, real ghost experience I've had. Besides the farmhouse. Oh, my God. What was your farmhouse experience? Okay. Do you feel comfortable telling me? Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Um, So, in high school, like, our thing, me and Emily and, like, our friends. Oh, are you talking about Slaughter Pen? No, it's not Slaughter Pen. Were you there? I probably was. Okay, she's probably there. I guarantee you she was there. Okay. (laughs) Um, Our thing, we used to just, like, go find creepy houses and, like break into them <laughs> we just the like show. to yeah okay. we've discussed this so we thoroughly. like to explore um <laughs> so my one friend brandon from his backyard you could go on this like mile long trek through the woods and you end i don't like that and, which is which was this was, was one this was parts. what we did and then you ended up on this big plot like this old farmhouse like and it was oh my god you walk a mile through the woods and end up at a farmhouse what yes. is wrong what is We're, wrong with you people I don't know. You we were 17. I don't know. It's still fun, though. Like, I'd go do it again <laughs> right now. I would absolutely right now. The go. stupid thing is that I'm complaining, and then the second that you guys would be like, do you want to go? I'd be like, yes, I, I do. Let me, Let me take my Ativan, and then I'll be there in a moment. Oh, yeah. No. So uh, one time, we had been there before, and it wasn't much, but this one time we went back, and Emily was there, and then a bunch of other people. Um, and so when you go into this house, first of all, there's a basement in the house, and it has this creepy fucking well in the bottom of it. Like that one story you said, <laughs> the one place, what was it? Oh, the, um, the portal. The, oh, the, um, uh, the Bobby Mackey's. Yes. Bobby Mackey's. Yes. House. There's a well like that in the basement. No. So I never went into the base. I would not. Um, but yeah, so we went into the house when you go in, um, you go to the back and then to the right. And then there's this room with like child handprints all over the walls. <laughs> And, like, yeah, which is disgusting. You can't see Christine's face, but she's fucking over the story. Yeah. Um, I'm not having any of this. And we'd been in there before. And did you come in with us? Not the time. Not this. You were pro- I think Emily I, was outside. Yeah, I was like, fuck and this. So we were, <laughs> even Emily was scared. We're in there. And, like, my one friend is, uh, like, a dickhead. So he starts, he goes in there. And we're in high school. So he starts breaking shit. Like, he's. What? Yeah, he's he's just being a dick. Like he's such a high school guy. I know. Thing to do. He's like pulling things out of the wall, like the lights and stuff, and messing around. And then out of nowhere, like in that room with the handprints, there's like this crazy growl. Like <gasps> I'll never forget it. I'll never forget uh, that. No, thank it you. It was it was horrifying. No, it was like Satan. Wait, I have a question <laughs> about the handprints. Were they like paint handprints or like dust? I don't know. It looked like maybe they were like just stained. Mud or st- they just like were stained was, there. On the walls? Yeah, it looked like dirty handprints. Mm-hmm. Like That's dirty kid handprints. Disgusting. Yes. I do want to say that this story of the growl, the, the, it, this is the only story I've ever seen. And Deirdre and I have seen a lot of shit, and we broke into a lot of houses. Whoops. But <laughs> Hey, Linda. <laughs> um, but 
without a doubt, this is the story that shakes her the most. Like, I when it she was... told me for the first time, she like couldn't get through the story. Oh yeah, she no. like w- it fucked her up. Like, did I? I seriously did not feel safe. We ran out of there. Yeah. We were gone. Yeah, like, no, we, we didn't. You didn't even tell anyone. You literally booked it. We just <laughs> we followed go. you. We were we like, they're go. they're running. So we just all ran. It was too. fucking creepy. And like the chandeliers, like a chandelier in the main part when we were coming out, and it was just like moving. Huh? Uh, you also heard footsteps following yeah, you guys around. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Like oh, yeah. they would. I guess it I was. This is your story, but you were saying like you were going, you were trying to like run away from the sound, and it was yeah. following you. Yeah, because it, yeah, it was like a big circle. The house. Anyway, that was good. You, you like job. that? Holy crap! That was really good. I just, dead. I for some reason I can't, I can't stop picturing the hotel like hanging off a cliff. You've got to see it. Like, look how, up pictures. How it's, did you eat? Feeling like you weren't gonna fall no, through. No, it was. It's scary, and people go in there, and it's like literally rotting because of the mist coming up from the rivers. And people go in there and like fuck around, and because like, you know that like old like mildewy smell exactly when wood is like oh no. And there are videos like if you go to YouTube, like it's a big thing. Like people are like, oh, I'll give you a tour. There are if you go to like the side with the rivers, literally the walls have decayed. Oh and my it's god, just, like all mold and mildew and people are walking around and I'm like you're gonna fucking fall oh my god I'm just creeped out so creeped out alright guys are you ready for it mudda no I know me neither but here we are okay take it away dear Joe are you ready for me to tell you about a murder for the first time ever I'm really excited oh Oh, see someone someone appreciates me thank you (laughs) well that's good um okay guys Oh, Blaze. And Blaze enters the scene. Are you ready for a murder? Come on, Blaze. He's like, "Mm, how do I talk myself out of this? (laughs) Okay. I have a story. Because I'm vain, it's about a woman named Christine. No surprise there. Actually, what I was going to do is, since you two were both on the podcast, I was like, oh, I'm going to find a fun, like, themed story. I looked up, like, best friend murder, and then it got really... It's honestly a surprise that neither of us have murdered each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, that'll be cute and fun. And then (laughs) I looked at about six stories and everyone, I was like, oh no. Like, uh, so I do have a story about you instead. Great. We got it. No, it's about friends. It's, but I, it is about, but it's very dark. So I don't want to be like, ha ha ha. It's about you guys. Well, I can't wait to try and make this funny for people. You're welcome. (laughs) I've, I've given you a lofty task. All right, here we go. So this is a story of Christine Paolilla. There you are with the the names. The I weird went. Names. I went on a, a twenty twenty. I watched a twenty twenty episode just to figure out how to pronounce her fucking last name. <laughs> and then the twenty twenty episode was so good that I just watched the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, Christine Paolilla uh, was born in Long Island. When she was two years old, her father was killed in a construction accident. Uh, her mom began abusing drugs and eventually lost custody of her and her older brother, John, who went to live with their grandparents. Uh, in kindergarten, Christine was diagnosed with alopecia, which is where your yeah, hair, hair falls out. Mm-hmm. Um, so she lost her hair, her eyebrows, and her eyelashes, and she began wearing wigs and makeup to, like, try and cover it up. And she was in kindergarten, so she was, like, That's a little girl. Um, so she was, like, bullied all the time. Um, she was called a clown because she, like, her, she, like, drew her eyebrows Aww. on. It was very sad. Um, and she had, like, different wigs that she was wearing. Several years later, she was reunited with her mother after her mother um, had beaten her drug addiction and had gotten remarried. And they Aww. moved to Clear Lake City, Texas, a suburb of Houston. And Christine started Clear Lake High School. So, um, having been bullied all her life, she was super excited when two popular students named 
Rachel Coloradus and Tiffany Rowell befriended her, and they were like the cool girls at her school. I mean, seeing how this goes, yes, that's Regina George in, in it, the dark. Well, oh. see, the interesting thing is they helped her improve her appearance so they um, so that she could like fit in and be comfortable. Like so Regina George, right? So exactly. So they helped her like find wigs that like fit her face and like made her look more normal. They taught her how to do her makeup. Um, and so it reminds me kind of like a clueless, but like, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. You know? okay. okay. Like yeah. they like sure. adopted her as like, right. Okay. So they were her best friends. And so the three of them got really close. Um, and the makeover was actually so successful that she was voted Miss Irresistible by this her. This is literally Whoa. Mean Girls. This is Mean Girls. By her school class, by her class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did she break the crown into a bunch of pieces and toss them to the audience? (laughs) She took her wig and just snipped pieces. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Like RuPaul's Drag Race. Just ripping the weave off. (laughs) Ripping the weave off for everyone in her class. Um, And that same year, so it was 2003, um, that same year she started dating 21-year-old Christopher Lee Snyder. How old is she again? Uh, 17. And what year is this? Is this 2003. like 2003. Mm. I don't, uh-uh, I don't uh-uh. like that. Uh-uh. Who had an extensive criminal record and was a frequent drug user. Well, there we are. Uh, so she started experimenting with various drugs when they were together. Obviously, her family did not approve. Um, it was an abusive relationship. Uh, she was an extremely jealous girl. His family actually called her Psycho. That was like their nickname for her. Every That's a good nickname. When they had... <laughs> It's really original. Creative. Like, yeah. I've never heard anyone call I that. I can't wait to date someone who calls me that. Yeah. Like, yeah. whose family calls you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, after fights with Christopher, she'd um, a lot of times spend the night on his the front lawn of his family's home. Um, she would, like, threaten to kill his family. Like, she just was oh. a very jealous girl, and then she was trying all these drugs and stuff, so it was not good. Um, one day on July 18, 2003, she and Christopher, her boyfriend, um, drove to Tiffany, one of the girls' houses... And um, brutally murdered her and Rachel, her two what? best friends, and their boyfriends. Oh, holy crap. That's like a turn. Me, like, the Heathers now. Yes. <laughs> it, took a, it took a turn. <laughs> um, all four victims, so it was the two girls, her best friends, <clears throat> excuse me, and their boyfriends. And all four victims were shot multiple times. Oh. After they left the crime scene, Christine told Christopher she had to go back inside to, quote, make sure they're all dead. Just in case. <clears throat> she saw Rachel crawling on the floor trying to dial 911 on her cell phone, despite having been shot 12 times. Holy crap. So that she, girl's got moxie. Uh, so she used the butt of her pistol to bash her skull oh in. Oh, God. That's so much more intimate. Just shoot her again. Just. Uh, I mean, don't do it. Don't. But I mean, if you have. Yeah. Just bash her skull in. That's meaner. Um, then she shot both women in the crotch. That's oh. rude. After that's, they were dead, which is supposedly like a that's sign. Intimate, that's, 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 that's intimate. That's the and intimate. you spoke too soon. I know. Uh, but they, supposedly, psychologically, that's uh, like an indicator of sexual envy. So right. like, right. As and uh, neither of the men were shot in the crotch, so she just shot the women there. So it's an oh interesting thing. Um, an hour after the murders, Christopher, her boyfriend, drove Christine to Walgreens so she could clock in for her shift behind the makeup counter. Okay, uh, just fun fact. <laughs> yeah, because I know after I do my killing, I want to go to Walgreens mm-hmm. and teach people how to put on. <coughs> Choking to death. Yeah. The poison yeah. is working, Deirdre. <laughs> oh my god, Deirdre's trying to take over the podcast <laughs> and teach people how to put on eyeliner okay <laughs> i'm back <laughs> back in the game <sighs> um so christopher and christine left 
practically no evidence at the scene. The police assumed the murders were drug-related because Tiffany and Rachel's boyfriends um, had sold drugs from the house. And all they had was, like, all they had as far as evidence went was descriptions of the sub suspects from neighbors who witnessed two people leaving the house. Um, and so they had a sketch artist come in and draw, like, what the neighbors had seen from mm -hmm. a distance. It wasn't very clear evidence. Uh, and the killings were so brutal that police just assumed they were the result of deep, deep personal hatred. Um, they called it complete overkill and they couldn't imagine it was the work of a 17 year old best friend of the two girls who had been murdered. So imagine a murder being called overkill. Like, <laughs> like, like how brutal must that have been? Like absolute overkill. And the case went unsolved for three years because seriously for three years, because why? Because of the things I just said, that they couldn't imagine a 17-year-old girl. I know, but they couldn't, like, close it at all? No, for three years, they had wow. no leads. They spent... They had these crazy campaigns. Like, they... Oh, wow. It was national news. Mm. Um, and they just couldn't figure it out because they left, like, zero evidence. And it was such a shocking, like, out-of-nowhere thing that, like, nobody was like, oh, she had motive. Like, she was her best friend. It, it just didn't add up. Um, so a year after the murders, Christine and her boyfriend, who had the guy who she killed them with right. broke up um, when he went to jail for car theft. So, and she had gotten like hooked on drugs at this point. Like she was not in a good place. So she went to rehab in Kerrville, Texas, where she met Stanley, Justin Rott, a heroin user. And they started dating and fell in love. Uh, they married the following year and Christine uh, actually came into a trust fund uh, left to her from her father valued at $360,000. <laughs> Because of his, like, construction accident, because he'd been killed okay. on the job. So there was, like, th uh, yeah. So, like, when she turned 18, she got, like... Buku bucks. The money, yeah. yeah. So they bought a condo with that money um, and lived together. And in the 2020 episode, they interview the hus the guy. Stanley Rott? Yeah. Okay. And um, they interviewed him, and he said, like, the first couple years... Or, like, the beginning was so happy. We were so happy. And he, like, showed them the condo that they had bought. Um, and then... One day, um, in the 2020 episode that I watched, uh, she started devolving into this, like, deep depression because she had, like, stopped using drugs. And she went to this deep depression over the death of her friends. And he was like, yeah, she was just in this horribly dark Fair. place, like, understandable. And then one day she requested that he drive her to a billboard. And on the billboard were sketches of the suspects that, like, the sketch artist had drawn three years ago. And they had kept the billboard up. So she drove her boyfriend there and just said... Do you think that looks like me? Oh. oh, and it looked just like her. And he was like, yeah. "Uh, what?" And I guess she had a breakdown and like confessed everything to him. Oh. And after that, she became like completely paranoid, obsessed, started hallucinating, like just went off the deep end. Confessed what she had done with her ex boyfriend in detail. And then they started using again. They went to hiding. What the um, fuck is this? There's some kind of mental illness here, right? Oh, there's got to be. I mean, there's got to be. You don't shoot people. Well, no, you don't. Well, <laughs> that's the moral. That's, that's the moral of the story. <laughs> um, so what they did was they spent eight months in a motel room in San Antonio shooting up heroin and cocaine. Every day they would go to the ATM, take out five hundred dollars. And then just use that much of cocaine and heroin. Oh, my God. $500 a day? Daily. Wow. That and food They're was... They spent the full 500 every day. 
my god i was reading an article in the new york post um by a guy named larry getlin um and he said that uh they were living on Cheez-Its, Reese's peanut butter cups, and soda, and then heroin and cocaine, and they spent five- So the $500 wasn't really even going to food at all. No, uh, yeah, it was on it was- Cheetos and cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Uh, they, she never left the room once the entire time for seven months. Um, oh, wow. Shit. He would leave to, like, pick up food and drugs and stuff, but- What a gentleman. I know, what a guy. Um, <laughs> they never let housekeeping in, so by the time that- um, by the end of the seven months, uh, the room was strewn with blood, vomit, dog feces. There were over a hundred needles in the room. Um, the fuck! That whole time, her mom and dad, her mom and stepdad, had no idea like whether she was alive, where she was, because like she had been in rehab, she was happy, she'd bought a condo, and then she just like vanished. So they were like, she must have overdosed, or like they, so they were looking for her, and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. And then on July 8th, 2006, so that was like seven months later after they'd been living in this hellhole, 10 days before the third anniversary of the murders, the police received an anonymous tip via Crime Stoppers regarding the murders. It was a male caller who said he had been in rehab with Christine and she had admitted to having participated in the crime. And the caller was her husband, Uh. Mr. Rott. Stanley? What's his first name? Stanley Rott. Stanley Rott. And he had called in and turned her in after seven months. Yikes. Um, So police tracked them down in San Antonio because it was like an anonymous tip. So they tracked her down in San Antonio. They arrested her on July 19, 2006. But he was also arrested because they found 70 vials of heroin in their motel room. Holy crap. 70. On top of the 100 plus needles and everything else. That makes our parties look like nothing. Yeah. God, you guys (laughs) were so lame. That's a different kind of party. We're like eating like (laughs) birthday pudding in there, you know. Each his own, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Oh my gosh. We like breaking into houses, so it's and fine. That's sad. And she's still very. She's young. Here, yeah, right? she's uh, twenty-one, maybe. Oh, that's, that's like too young. Sad. Before your brain's even fully developed, like she's yeah. young. Shit. College age. That's yeah. not good. That's not good. That's not good. Um. So her husband. Stanley admitted to the police when they interrogated both of them that Christine had confessed her participation in the murders. He told police that she had gone back into the house after the shootings and beat Rachel to death with a gun. Like she had told him all this. Um, Christine at first denied killing her friends um, and eventually admitted to being involved, but blamed her ex-boyfriend for the whole thing. Um, She said that he had convinced her to go to their house to rob them because they had like drug money. Like they were selling marijuana or something. Um, and she said that he convinced her to go rob them, but surprised her by thrusting a pistol in her hand before the robbery. Then said he surprised her again during the robbery when he shot, made the first shot. And she said that the first shot triggered a rampage inside her. This is from a Guardian article I read. Oh, my God. And she claimed the gun just went off on its own and she just began firing rapidly and sobbing the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's cl- basically what she claimed, is that, like, it triggered, like, a reaction. Like, she just didn't know how to, like, take her finger off the trigger? Yeah, and she was just, like, somehow managing to shoot her friend 12 times in the crotch. Like, oh, oops, shit. You know? Right. What kind of gun is this? Yeah, exactly. Like a Like a laser-pointed <laughs> gun? I don't know. Like a target uh, heat-seeking missile? I don't know. I've never been that mad at someone that I just blacked out, and, and they didn't have a crotch. And shot them 12 shot times? Them. Have you yeah. shot anyone? Uh, Emily? How mad? No. No? I don't think so. Good. Moving on. 
as far as let's not dive too deep into that okay uh but police said that actually the crime scene the way that they assessed it showed a clear-eyed execution so it was like very methodical very planned um they counted 40 shots fired most of them were directed at tiffany and rachel um and on july and there was actually it was horrifying they showed a photo they're like crime scene photos on the internet but there's a photo of Rachel after she had died and her cell phone is like in her hand or like an inch from her hand. Oh, like she, they, she was about to call 911. And they said her fingerprints were on 9 and 1. Oh, that's God. so that's sad. Really... But then her head was bashed in. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, so on July 21st, 2006, Christine and Christopher, and they still hadn't found Christopher at this point. Uh, okay. Well, because like they had broken up a long time ago. Right. We're both charged with capital murder. Um, it turns out that Christopher had moved to Greenville, South Carolina, and was living with a woman he met online. One of his family members called him to inform him that police were looking for him and had issued a warrant for his arrest. So he disappeared into the woods with a bottle of pills and some soda, and his body was found on August 5th, 2006, oh. dead from a deliber- deliberate drug overdose. Um, so Christine was the only one on the stand, like um, on trial at that point. And thanks in part to her testimony from her husband, who had, like, heard the whole confession, basically. Right. Um, A jury convicted her of four counts of capital murder, uh, but she was a minor when the killings occurred because she was only 17. So she was spared the death penalty and was sentenced to 40 years to life in prison. Good. And it's still not entirely clear why she brutally murdered her best friends. Like, there was no, like, clear motive. Um, But is, like, one of their best guesses that, like... I mean, she was with that guy who was super abusive, right? He could have probably just, like, manipulated her into it. I mean, the thing was that she was extremely abusive with him. It was an abusive oh. relationship more that she... So it was probably drugs than, like... They like, they were... He wasn't a great guy either. Like, he was a drug addict and whatever. But, like, she was also the one sleeping on his lawn and threatening to kill his family. So oh, yeah. And she's the one that shot, like, their crotches and right. put all the bullets in them. Right, right, right fair. It seemed like it was her choice. That sounds a lot like an intentional thing to do. Yeah, okay. and she... It's interesting because she had called these two girls the, quote the only people who would never stab me in the back. And that was like the way she described them because they, I mean, they truly were like best friends, but I'll shoot them in the crotch. Yeah. They won't stab me. So I'll fucking put 40 bullets in them. I mean, but, um, most people, including a psychologist who studied the case, believe it was an intense case of jealousy. Um, and they think that since she grew up in this like horrible bullying situation and then these like popular girls, quote unquote, like took her under their wing and like, they weren't mean girls like they took care of her and like helped her but they were like really beautiful and like had boyfriends and stuff and i guess something was she was still insecure a lot of people think that like she just had a jealous rage toward them and you know she was experimenting with experimenting with drugs so who knows like what exacerbated it so her boyfriend chris who the one who had committed suicide his sister um was quoted as saying his sister brandy was quoted as saying i remember uh christine being intensely jealous there must have been some underlying jealousy between christine and rachel when i saw photos of rachel i knew that's what it must be she was so beautiful um and yeah and the two girls had been shot in the crotch multiple times and uh the guys hadn't so it's just a very uh dark deliberate thing and it's it's looking at the photos like she had like wigs and makeup and then the photos where she's 
at her trial like she yeah, what does doesn't she like? have much hair like just a little bit uh, and like her she doesn't have facial hair like eyebrows and she just is like crying it's very sad like i don't think i don't know i mean i can't i don't have a i'm not a doctor but right well ask please psychologically speaking <laughs> it sounds like she had some issues i don't think she was a psychopath because she was clearly like so distraught and had like emotional damage from it yeah like she was hallucinating them in her dreams and stuff but anyway so sad sad (laughs) friendship story (laughs) so that's me trying to make a fun theme for our podcast not all not all friendships last i guess (laughs) so good luck having a nice slumber party tonight guys (laughs) at least we're past that age and neither of us was cool we neither of us were cool right neither one was like taking the other one i wore hawaiian shirts for an entire year yeah (laughs) she oh yeah she told me to, to tell everyone um what did I tell? She used to look. She used to dress and look like Shia LaBeouf. <gasps> I did from Even Stevens. Ah, uh, like, that's why sorry. we drink. That's why I drink. Good. That's why I drink my 19 Crimes wine from Kirk. Um. Oh boy, guys. How was? Oh dear. How was that? Did you enjoy it, or was it just a hellish experience for you? Uh, no, it was. <laughs> it was good. It was probably pretty accurate. It's pretty much what we pr- prepared you for, right? Yes. Just like a big mess. Oh, absolutely good <laughs> good i'm glad we could deliver on what we promised a big mess <laughs> a big mess <laughs> perfect you did a really good job with your story too yeah, well yours was the only one that was like coherent on time mm-hmm. and then we derailed derailed quickly that was one of the only uh stories that you've gone through that i have an experience with you but we've gone through like a lot of stuff on our own um we've seen a lot of shit we've seen a lot of shit do you have like a favorite experience that we've had I really liked when we went to the homestead together, which is this really weird old place, um, like hotel out like right on the Virginia, West Virginia line. Ew. Yeah. Um, it's a hotel. It's a hotel. It's like a really old resort and they have a bunch of hot springs around it. Um, like Thomas Jefferson went there. Oh my it's God. really old. It's from like this. It's for, it's pre revolutionary war. Jesus. Yeah. So this is really, really super old hotel. Um, and my family goes there every year for early like, Christmas. And one year me and Emily went together. Oh God. <laughs> and, um, like the, probably the biggest ghost there is, so there's there's a 13th floor, but in the elevator, it just skips it. Like right. It goes straight to the 14th. So the 13th floor is completely shut down. Um, and it's I guess it used to be the old maid's quarters. And apparently there's a bride, like a ghost bride, that will stop you and ask you what time it is. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, a ghost bride? Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. The story, the story. No. Yeah. So the story is that um, a bride was supposed to get married one day and then the husband got or the fiance got cold feet and <gasps> left yeah oh, no. he left her alone in her room on the 13th floor and then um after she realized that he wasn't coming she killed herself <gasps> it's really sad yeah oh, so she no. now she wanders the 13th floor and if you're up up there you're not supposed to be on the 13th floor if you're a guest but if you're up there she there's a bride that will stop you and ask you what time it is so she can get to her wedding she can figure out where that her fiance is makes me that's really sad. That really breaks my heart. It's a sad one. But well, also, there, there are other things that happen there. Like, one of the big things is that people get locked in the bathrooms. <laughs> or they get locked in rooms. Yeah. Speaking of the bathrooms locking people in, 
that's a perfect segue for me to tell you my side. Oh, no. A.K.A. the fucking truth. Oh, no. Of the story. This dear to this day does not fully believe me. But I swear on everything on Geo. Huh? Okay, now we're getting real here. That this happened. Um, I, vis- I went with them and she's got a big family. So everyone brought their own friends and it was like a big party essentially there's a big group of us was it like a birthday no it was like we go they go every year as a tradition and then usually they get to bring each sibling gets to bring a friend oh Mm -hmm. so um i went and i think we had been i think i'd been aware that it was haunted i'm not really sure but at the time nothing clicked there was never like a a realization of what was happening was a ghost but when we first got there immediately our everyone in our party started getting locked in the bathroom even though there was no like, the door wasn't wedged at all. It wasn't stuck. It just wouldn't open uh, at all. Uh-uh. Or, like, the handle would be totally loose. It's not like the door felt locked. It's that like you just couldn't pull the door. Ugh. No, it's like somebody was, like, leaning up against the door. It's like someone was holding you in there. Uh-uh. And it, the first time it happened, it was kind of stuck, and you could pull it open. And then the second time, it stuck even longer. And eventually got to a point where Deirdre was stuck in there for, like, two hours. <gasps> and I could just hear her from the other side going, guys, this isn't funny. I really need you to not lean on the door door and we were like trying to crack it open and we could not get the door open oh you poor thing and how old are we 14 no we were probably like 12 13 i remember us on the car ride being like i can't believe we're gonna start high school soon no yeah there's no way so we're already in disagreement about (laughs) no (laughs) yeah because ryan was 16 that makes us 14 so maybe eighth grade i remember this because it fucked me up and no one believes me (laughs) So that started happening, and I never, I never put together that all of these different situations would make sense that we were being haunted in this room. Mm-hmm. So people kept getting locked in the bathroom, and it was getting increasingly worse. And then every night, the, the French doors that opened into the room kept oh, busting yeah. open by themselves with uh, no yeah. wind. There was no storm. In the middle think, of the night? Yeah, uh, by uh. themselves. Emily was like... Emily had one of the like rollaway beds and it was like right up against the French doors. <laughs> so they kept so smacking it to me in the middle of the night. So, and also, I had a cot for the first night, and then your stepmom and uh, Johnny started sleeping in that room. So Johnny got the rollaway, and I got the fucking chair. <laughs> I got to sleep in the you chair poor thing. for the rest of the trip. You're welcome. But I also didn't mind because the doors kept smacking me in the middle of the night. And I remember. This was the first night where I was the only one that for some reason woke up. And at the time, knowing her family so well that like they're all deep sleepers, I was just like, maybe I'm the only one awake because they're deep sleepers. But something was only waking me up because I would try to wake them up. I was like pushing all of them, like shoving them. I was like, what's going on? Why are the doors opening? There's not a storm outside. It's literally opening. And if I pushed on them, I could feel a pushback, like something was holding them. As if it was really windy and the door was pushing itself open, but there was no wind. And so I was like, fuck this. So I think that's why I moved to the chair. I was like, Johnny can have the cot. (laughs) I don't want this. So, like, those two things should have made sense. And then the thing that happened that... Get to it. Okay. All right. So, so there's some clearly some uh, disagreement happening. Deirdre's. I'm going to be Judge Judy. Go ahead. Sister Julia got to bring her friend named Julianne, who I don't know. Like, there's no, there's no reason, <laughs> there's no reason for Julianne to ever approach me before. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Julianne on the show. Yeah, let's find her. Can we do How a call in? A call in. We need Twitter to go find Julianne. I don't know what her last name is. Julianne in Virginia. Yes. Are you there? 
she, she, I should have been the last person she ever spoke to if she needed help with anything. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what? What help? I'll, I'll yeah. get there. And literally, what okay. the fuck are you talking about? Okay, so. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, Emma's told me this story, but I already forget what the fuck is going on. So, I was asleep on the chair. Everyone else was asleep in their beds and cots. And in the middle of the night, Julianne, like, like, has to be, like, three in the morning, which, of course, is the perfect hour to do something like this. She wakes up. I notice she's not blinking. I will tell you that now. (laughs) Okay, sleepwalkers don't blink, though. Okay, fine. Fine. Maybe she's sleepwalking. Maybe. But this story did happen, regardless if it was sleeping or whatever. Just adding that's fun fact. So she woke me up in the middle of the night, and she kept saying my name. And I woke up, and I was like, what? And she was like, I forgot my purse downstairs. And I'm like, okay, go tell Julia, the person you came with, or her mom, or... One of her siblings, like, I, you don't know me. Why would I help you at three in the morning? So there's so many people she could have talked to first because we're both guests on this trip. I'm not about to, like, leave while everyone's sleeping. And so <laughs> Julian's like, she's being really aggressive. She's like, she was like, I need my purse. I need my purse. And I was like, go ask someone else. I'm trying to sleep. It's three in the morning. And then eventually she kicked my, kicked, like, I was on a chair with a hassock, so, like, your feet go up. Yeah. She kicked it until my feet fell off, and she was like, you need to go downstairs now. What the fuck? And I was like, I, why? Like, she was getting really mean about it, and I was like, why? And she said, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> what a little bitch. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means. And so eventually she just got so aggressive that I, I was like, fine, I'll just, I'll, I'll at least walk you over to the door. So I got up and I followed her and she didn't say anything. I just remember her just like turning around like fucking Tron and just like moving to the door. And I was like, okay. So I go over and I say, let me go to the bathroom first. And the door is stuck. And she's just staring at me. Like she's just staring at me as if she knows I can't get in the bathroom. And she was like, you need to go downstairs. Like she just kept repeating it. She's like, you can't be here. And I was like, what do you want me to fucking do? Like, I don't have a key. I don't have shoes. If I'm I go downstairs, I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't have any way of getting back in here. Like, what if they wake up and see me? And she was like, you have to go. You have to get out of here. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And so eventually I was just like, I'm not going. Like, she tried to open the door and I put my hand on her to be like, no, like, I'm not like I try to. I was trying to close the door when she was trying to open it. Yeah. When I was trying to close... I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. But when I tried to hold the door shut, I realized she wasn't even turning the handle. Like, she didn't... It's like she didn't know how a door fucking worked. Like, she just started kind of, like, tugging on it. And I was like, that's not... What what are you doing? That's not how a door works. And she looked at me and was like, I'm going to go now. And then she turned around and went back to bed. And then I'm just standing there and I'm like, what the fuck is... What the fuck is going on? And so I just went back to sleep. And then Deirdre the next day... No. <laughs> all right, this all right, already, Judge this... Judy, bang, bang. All right, silence in the court. Your turn to speak. All right, there are already some problems with this story. All right, of I'm so ready. Because first of all, I, I don't know what... I was asleep for all this. I, I wasn't awake. But I know for a fact that Lisa woke up and did something. She said there was some kind of, like, go to sleep to you at least. And that's why you went to sleep. But she says... That she <laughs> Wait, who's Lisa? Lisa's Herself. my stepmom. Oh, so a grown-up. Yes. Yes. So according to her, this is what... And I've asked her multiple times. I'm like, okay, tell me the truth. 
I still don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Deirdre will regularly be like, just honestly, I won't even be mad. Just tell me what happened. And I'm like, I'm telling you what happened. I don't, it's just such a weird story. According to Lisa, she woke up and like Emily was trying to convince Julianne to go downstairs with her to like the vending machines. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm, and interesting. She, and she got mad and then told you to go to sleep. And that's what, that's her story. But I, I mean, listen, yours had more detail. Listen, my brother slept, walked all his life and he wakes up and says the creepy, creepiest shit again, d- doesn't know how doors work either. Like he'll walk up and just like pull on things. One time when I, we were in Germany and we were sharing a room and I was terrified because my grandma's house is like gigantic and I didn't. We were like put in a creepy room together yeah. and he woke up in the middle of the night and just was staring at me and he doesn't blink. And then he goes, I lost it. And it was like out of a fucking horror movie. And I was like, what the hell? And I was reading a book and I remember that I put the book. It was like Harry Potter or something. And I like lifted it to cover his face because <laughs> I was like, terrified. I can't look at you. And then I lowered it and he was closer and I was oh. like, yeah, OK. And then he walked over to my bed and he's like, I said, I can't find it. And it was out of a horror movie. And I'm like can't find what and he goes i can't find it anywhere and then he grabbed my covers he ripped them off the bed and was like i can't find them and just started screaming and i'm like oh my god where's my mother like in this house and what i did was i locked him out of the bedroom because <laughs> i was like good i was like yeah it's over here what we were looking for and then i just like locked him out and he was out there just like yelling and like i can't find it and then eventually i heard him there was like silence and i heard him go christina hello and I was like hello and he goes what's going on I'm like are you awake he's like yes and I'm like you have to prove it to me (laughs) like and I like quizzed him because I was so nervous anyway he goes I had a dream that I couldn't find the eight ball because we'd been playing pool earlier and we had like lost like the eight ball somewhere in the apartment and he goes I had a dream that I couldn't find the eight ball and I'm like I fucking hate you but yeah he did the same thing where he was just like tugging on the door and I'm like I was like let me open that for you and then I locked him out I feel like that does make sense that she was sleepwalking. Sleepwalkers like, do crazy that shit. That sounds like it, it checks out. So she could have been sleepwalking, but for a while I was fucking convinced that she was possessed. Well, no, but it, it's scary as shit. Especially after everything else that had happened. I was like, of course this would be like yeah. the next level shit after a couple days no, of it being is. here. It's scary as shit. And for several years afterwards, I was terrified to ever be in the same room as your stepmother because I thought that she hated me for breaking out for vending machine snacks, which does sound like something I would well, I was going to say, actually, that's kind of a likely story. <laughs> Maybe you were sleepwalk, or do you not sleepwalk? I sleepwalk, but only in my room at my house. And I wake up, like, I, it, this has happened multiple times. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'm sitting up and my light's on. Who? It's fucking creepy. That, it's so scary. Ew, I'd like to see a camera of you just, like, waking up yeah, and like, turning I, the light on. No, and just sitting not there. at all. It's so, it's so creepy when I come out of it because it's always the same thing. Like, I'm just sitting up. and That is fucking And my creepy. lights are on. And I don't know, like, I don't know how I got there. I'm glad you stay there, though, because my brother, yeah. I don't have a lock on my room at home, and he used to just stand at the foot of my bed oh, and just stare no. at me. Like, it was, like, out of the fucking exorcist. Like, he would just stand there and, like, kind of like, wave. Or, yeah, like, wobble back Ugh. and forth. When he, and he doesn't blink when he sleepwalks, uh, and his eyes are, like, bloodshot red. And he'll terrifying. just stare directly at your face. It, it's, it is probably the scariest thing, and it's, like, explainable, because it's, like, oh, he's sleepwalking, but it's also, like, 
oh no, he's a demon right now. <laughs> and I will throw he's shit wrong. at him. I don't care if you're not supposed to wake sleepwalkers. Like I will violently throw things at him. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. Been, like I, the only experience I've had where I was not the one sleepwalker was with my brother too. And we were at some random house in Pennsylvania. It's always um, when you're out of your element. Like yeah, maybe usually that's what it is. people sleepwalk more when they're like in a new or traveling or in a new, new place. place. Yeah. Yeah. We were there and we had been drinking a little bit and he like, he passed, he passed out somewhere and then we were all up still drinking in another room and I realized he was missing or whatever. And I went to go check on him and he this wasn't. sounds like a horror movie. Yeah, it, <laughs> realized no, he this was, was actually terrifying and it was in a house I hadn't been to either <laughs> before. And he, I went to go check on him and he wasn't there. So I'm just walking down like this dark hallway uh-uh. and I'm like, Ian. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, where are you? Where? <laughs> and so, like, there's a door. Like, one of the bedroom doors is open, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> I go in there, and I'm, I'm, like, just looking for him. And this was, like, a pitch black room, so I turn the light on there. He's not. I don't see him in there. Then I, like, go to open the closet. He's standing in no. the closet in no. the dark, no. facing the wall. <gasps> oh, my God. It was the scary. That's probably one of the scariest things I've ever. That's some Blair Witch I was Witch terrified. That's oh, exactly. exactly. That's exactly what it was like, that scene. Where he's about to get killed. It, that's what it was. And I was like, Ian. <laughs> I would have just right? shut the fucking door yeah. and been like, never again. Yeah, and then and then he started peeing, so it broke the it broke the the weird the fear. The trance. The fear. The weirdness continued, but the fear was gone. Right, like it turned into a different kind of weird. It was different. It was different after that. It got scary in a in a different way. Do we have um time for one more story? Absolutely. You wanna talk about slaughter pen? Yeah, you started. What the fuck is that? We still, for someone, for people who went there all the time, I still know very little history about what happened in the slaughter pen. Do you know any? Were people slaughtered? It was a farm. They slaughtered cows and pigs, maybe? Yeah. Like a um, slaughterhouse. Yeah. yeah, It's it's a a national landmark, I'm pretty sure. And that's because um, there was a battle fought during the Civil War there. So. Ew. Yeah. Is it... Is it like abandoned or is it still a slaughterhouse? No, it's abandoned. Um, it's all, the, I don't know though. It might be the ghosts, might be yeah. somebody there. There's, there's definitely a lot of activity and especially in when you first come up to it, there's like a farmhouse there and that there have been lights on like weird colored lights on inside <laughs> of it. So, okay. So it's a whole, it's a, it's a farmland and there's a bunch of different, where is it by the way? It's in our town, Fredericksburg, Virginia. It's off route two. Off route two. Route two. I, I need to triangulate every yeah. location that I hear. It's right by the field house. <laughs> Everything has like a name, like the slaughterhouse, the field house, the, what was the other one? Well, the Bowman distillery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best but one. Cece well. got married. Cece and your brother got married at the old silk mill. <laughs> Holy shit. You guys. You can't it's a good time. Even, you can't make this shit up. So, um, it's it's a giant plantation with a bunch of buildings off of it. All the buildings are different types of barns, and some house the animals. Some were, I guess, used to butcher the animals. Some, I mean, there's there's like a whole barn just full of hay. There's a, a barn that was clearly just used for storage. But there's up front a house where I guess the farmer at yeah, the time lived, like, like the, the family. family. Yeah, and then in the back there's another house. They're probably about. 10 to 15 buildings in all there are quite a few <sighs> this is creeping there's me like out. a couple big bar like barns with hay yeah. and then there are like stalls like maybe horse stalls or animals i don't Oof. know cows mm-hmm. and then just probably slaughter buildings mm-hmm. and there was um 
but they're all right next to each other. So since it's a landmark, a lot of people who are historian buffs, which is just about everyone in Virginia, because that's how we're raised, you'll just yeah. go and walk around and wander. But um, we were teenagers and reckless, so we liked going into the places that were restricted. And so um, one of them was a house in the back, and the one that we were talking about with the lights was the one up front. So the one up front, when you look through the... It was very weird because half the time this happened and half the time it didn't, at least for me. But when you look through the window, it looked really clean, like someone could still possibly be living there. And then if you turned around and went in the back where you could look through the windows, it looked like a kitchen that like was abandoned 50 years ago. Like cabinets were open, like old cat food was on the floor. It's like someone truly just up and left. Ugh. But that's half of the house and the other half of the house looks like it's livable. The first, like the first farmhouse when you first come in, it looks it looks fine. Like it, if you went in, you'd be okay. Mm -hmm. Like walking around, there yeah. aren't any holes or anything unexpected. Right. And there's the one in the back that is a, there's totally in disrepair. Like it's like a separate house. There's like yeah, a bunch of different. House. Is it like a servants' quarter? I don't know. I don't maybe like a barn. Like you know, it how looks. They... It's like it looks like a house on the inside. There's a kitchen and a living room is and a staircase smaller? up to rooms. Yeah, it's smaller. It's, it's smaller probably house. like the farmhands or whatever. Probably. Like... We really we have no idea. All we know is we went in it a lot. You have to walk down this huge hill, like not the huge hill, like down this path, like a dirt path. Yeah, you have to go past this cornfield, and when you get to the house, because it's never used or really kept up, there was a door that was missing, so you just walk right into the house. Ugh. And if you went in. There was definitely a spot that used to be a dining room. There's a place that was a kitchen, but now, like, a tree is growing out of it. Oh, Like, it's, an, it's old it's... and abandoned. Mm -hmm. There's a fridge there. Like, it looks like nothing got moved out. It's just, like, nature is growing around sure. it now. And the carpet's, like, half ripped out, and there's, like, a hole in the middle of the house. There's, Do you like... know when this place was from? Like, is there a year that it was, I like... I mean, it's pre-Civil War. Jesus. I don't know. That's creepy enough. All right, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> at least uh, 150 years old oh I guess, my or more yeah God. wait why was there carpet i think, I like think someone, it like must just have been being kept getting lived in just yeah used it was point. used up until a point there was a staircase there too that oh, i think you were the guinea pig for that but someone slowly went up the stairs to see if it was like if we were able to get up there and after going a couple times, we slowly started going up the stairs and seeing what was in the different rooms. And did oh you my God, ever I'm... go into the bedroom with the dresser with the handprints? Mm -mm. So there was in one of the rooms, there was like an, there was one part of the room that we never went into because it looked like a loft and we were like sure that it would cave through if sure. we stood up there. But on the other side, there was what looked like a, a, like a one bedroom. And when you go into the closet part, there's still a dresser up there with um, children's like little kid handprints, almost as if they, almost as if it was a dusty dresser, and they put their hands on the dresser and then swiped. So you can see like a dust Good. stain, fabulous children's hands swiping away, which makes me think like was it was a kid getting pulled away? Which something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, I like I like to think something dramatic I mean, happened. I, I think it's 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 weirder if a kid went like this. Right, right, Then right. if a kid went like that. I tell myself a kid got yanked away. I want it to be worse than it is. Let me have my moment. All right. Okay. So. A kid got yanked away from the dresser. So we were starting to go a lot, and we started, I, at least I did, and I think you did too, and a couple of our other friends started feeling, like, attachments to this place. Like, oh, God. We started going a lot. Yeah. There's, there's some kind of weird draw about it. Like, even now, thinking about it, I'm like, mm, I 
could go back. Well, yeah. actually, be all right with the it. first thing you said, I was like, I wish I'd been there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something I want to go. About it. Well, we'll take you. Also, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> it's it's easy to get to get stuck and like wanting to go because it's also a very beautiful place. Like a lot of a lot of like yeah. senior high schoolers get their pictures done because it's very it's nature and yeah, it's very picturesque. Oh yeah, no, and also I forgot about this, but like one of the first times we went, we went like right before sunset, and there was another guy out there, like an older guy. I think he had like a metal detector and like recording equipment. He was just like, "Yeah, I come out here all the time to speak to the ghosts." And like, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was just like all about the place. Like, yeah, this is a great place. It's a great place to go. He's like, "Go down there. You'll you'll hear some stuff." And we're like, "Oh, what? Yeah, the we should hang out around fuck, here." What the fucking hell? <laughs> yeah, this is a guy like probably like his sixties. Just <laughs> dude, that's <laughs> I want to be that. Per- that's gonna be. It'll be me. Yeah, that'll be oh, Anne. Yeah, and yeah. he was like telling his stories. I can't remember most of it now, though. The if you drove up at the right time, there were like weird colored lights, yeah, I and still the don't understand that. And there were there were like, it was like green purple lights in the top window. And this is a house that like isn't used anymore. That no one's paying an electric bill. Like there should be no lights going on. What the fuck? And it was going on and off as if there was a TV up there. And you could see, like, something walking back and forth by the window. Like, literally, it looked like rave lights. Like, somebody's having a rave up in the... I don't... It's it so was very weird. weird. And it's just weird. Like, I was getting really scared because I just felt like this weird negative energy when I would drive by it at that point. And my friend didn't believe me that the lights were there. And so I said, okay, well, I'm, I'll drive by the house. I'm going to stay in the main road since it's the middle of the night. No one's going to come by. And you can look at the window, and then once you once you believe, we're going to drive away, because I don't want to be near this house. And she looked up, and three seconds later, she, like, did this weird gasp and freaked out, and she turned around to me in the car and was, like, hysterically crying. And she was like, just drive. What? And I was like, why? What happened? She was like, fucking drive. And so I drove, and ten minutes later or so, she was like, I saw the thing walking back and forth by the window and it turned and looked at me and had laser red eyes. And I was like, okay, we're never going back. Dude, fuck that nonsense right now. Anyway, that was that story. Fun. We did a lot of stupid stuff like that, but it's better than drugs. <laughs> anyway, guys, that was our first special guest episode featuring Deirdre. Yeah. Thanks for dealing with everything that just happened. To anyone who's stuck around long enough to hear all this, thank you. Sorry for your next therapy session. Do you have anything uh, you'd like to say before we close out? I, I do just want to say one thing, which I feel like I say every week, but I read we got a couple new iTunes reviews, and they're so nice Aww. and thoughtful. And I'm like, people took the time to write. So I always get emotional, and then I screenshot all of them and send them to M like a crazy <laughs> person. Um, but thank you guys for like for subscribing and reviewing because it. I personally sit there and go through. Them all. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Uh, thank you, everyone who listens. If this was your first time, sorry. Oh God, sorry. And uh, <laughs> you can follow us on ATWW Podcast on Twitter. ATWWD. God damn. You do it. that southern thing where you just like leave off the last letter. Mm. Oh yeah. Whoops. ATWWD Podcast. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you can follow Christine, or you can follow me, or you can follow Gio. Or all of the above. Or all of us. Or Deirdre. Or Deirdre. Would you like to do a shout out, Deirdre? Our special guest. She's like, (laughs) Deirdre's in the closet, apparently. She goes, no thanks. (laughs) She goes, I regret being associated with this project. (laughs) 
Um, you can also find us at and that's why we drink.com and you can send in your listeners episodes uh, and that's why we drink at gmail.com. Our next listeners episode comes out July 1st. My birthday's in seven minutes. Okay, bye. Oh. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Just kidding. I had to say it one more time before we. You want to do it with us, Deirdre? Do what? And that's why we drink. Oh. And, and that's, that's why, why we drink. drink. <laughs> 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 oh, we're so good at this. <laughs>